My grandfather came to this place March 1st, 1929, right here where I live. And then uh, he went on and moved to town, and then my folks moved here in 39. I was born in 43, and this is the only place I've ever lived. We are getting, right now our crops are, are what we're getting for our livestock and our grains is uh, about the same as it was six years ago. We never get a cost of living increased. I think it's all the little things that are involved that most people don't think about. The weather has been unusually all over the place, um, droughts, floods. The markets aren't all that wonderful right now. The prices aren't that get, get that good. And then you have um, tariffs on our goods. So the barn was here. It went from this burnt post all the way, uh, all the way to the west, where and it ended the other the south west corner was that hedge post over there. So it was about an 8,200 square foot barn. So we had new baby goats, and they were right over here with their mom, right here. And there was a pen here, and I had a hot box for them with a heat lamp, and either the heat lamp blew up or it got kicked and it caught the barn on fire and it burned it down. Uh, I woke up and I, was, I just had to use the bathroom and I saw a glow off of this barn over here and uh, that's when I looked out the window and saw the barn was on fire, I ran out. Uh, all my feeder pigs were over here. There was three pens here and they were 50 pounders and they were here, and there was a bunch more. There was another group here, and then we had uh, some roosters in this north pen. But I came out, and there was a sliding door. I tried to open that to get them out. And by then, there was a, the, the fire was coming through the windows. There was a wall here. The fire was coming through the windows. And I ran to the south side of the barn because there was another door, and it was coming out there already. And I could just, I, all I could hear was my pigs scream, screaming. Um, I couldn't get to them. are stressed out, they, they tend to um, not seek out the modern ways of dealing with their issues. They don't always talk to their wives or their friends. They kind of keep it all, all in and all into themselves. We're different. We're proud. I'm stubborn. And I think most of them that are still around, yeah, you're stubborn, but that makes you tough. You're just not going to give in. And if you let it get to you, you know, it will. And a lot of farmers um, turn to a bottle. 
it's just very hard to live with on a day-to-day -day basis and not knowing the person that's going to come home. Is it going to be? Is he going to be sober? Is he going to um, be fine? You know, the, living all these years in and out um, with the alcoholic in the house and and having a son grow up living that way and seeing that and um, feeling helpless to be able to do anything about it or change it. And I was, it was hard living that way. I really think, and I don't think this is just us, I think it's a lot of people, but, you know, it could be so much worse, and everybody is so thankful, you know, we we rely on our faith that everything's going to get better, and, and, you know, next year the, the crops will be better, or next year we'll, we'll not have as many disasters or animals that, you know, we lost, or things like that. It really helped me a lot to talk about it with other guys up and down the river. And even guys that were, you know, didn't get affected by all this, corn farmers that have ground, you know, up in the hills that weren't flooded. Uh, we just talked about it. They'd ask me how things were going. I didn't want to sound like a complainer, but it helped to talk, get it off your chest. My husband's getting help. He's doing well. He's more open and he talks more and his, he's more open with his feelings in the ways that I've never experienced him before. It gives me hope for a future. Farmers in general are very positive people. You have to have a, a positive outlook on life. <laughs> 